Hi guys, and welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Kowalski, and today we're going to be talking about Julia's perspective on living a life of love. I am so excited for this episode, and I was debating doing this episode of living a life of love for the second one, but I decided that I needed another week to kind of compose my thoughts on it and plan out exactly what I was going to say just because I'm so passionate about it that I know if this wasn't planned, I would literally ramble on and on on this subject for hours. Living a life of love is my life's mantra and my life's goal and my calling, I feel like. And this all developed from a song I heard, actually. So I was raised Christian and I have been going to for king and country concerts I've been to maybe eight of them and I've gone since I was maybe 11 and they have a song called the proof of your love and I checked when they came out with a song it was 2012 so that was 10 years ago and whoa that's like I can't believe 2012 was 10 years ago that feels like it was like yesterday but okay besides the point this song has been out for a really long time And when I first heard it, the lyrics are what really changed my mind about things. And it is a Christian song, but I take it as something to be applied to all aspects of life and not in a Christian perspective, but as a way to fully live out your life in every single aspect of your life. And so I feel like it's only right for me to start by reading what prompted me to think about this and to make it my life's mantra. And it's these specific lyrics. Let me read them right now. So this is the first verse and this is what it says. If I sing, but don't have love, I waste my breath with every song. If I bring an empty voice, a hollow noise, if I speak with a silver tongue, convince a crowd, but don't have love, I leave a bitter taste with every word I say. And so that's just the first verse of the song. And that part of the song really influenced this way of thinking in my life. But I also went to a concert of theirs and one of the the lead singers name is Joel and Joel said a monologue in the middle of the song and that's not originally in the recorded song like on Apple Music or Spotify and it was this monologue mono mono how do I say this monologue monologue yeah that's the word that really influenced me even further to kind of reflect on this and to make this my life's purpose okay this is what the monologue says If I can speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but I don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak words with power, revealing all the mysteries of the world, and make everything as plain as day, and if I say to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give all I own to the poor, or if I even go to the stake to be burned as a mortar, but I don't have love, I've gotten nowhere. So, no matter what we say, no matter what we believe, no matter what we do, we're bankrupt without love. And so, there's obviously so many different ways to analyze that and what he's saying, but this is like my interpretation of it. And as a reminder, like everything that I say isn't fact, it's just my opinion, so it should be taken with a little grain of salt. And it's completely up for your own interpretation and what that means to you. And that's so important for you to also think about on your own. But this is just one way of thinking about it. So after the concert, going back to the concert, after I heard this, I sat there and was like, shit, like, let me really think about this. And what does this mean to me? It was like kind of one of those like core memories where I was sitting there just in awe of what was just said to me where like it really just hit something deep inside of me. 
I kind of take what he said as if you aren't leading your life with love as the forefront and doing everything in acts of love, that nothing you do matters because you're not doing it with the right intention. So if I say something to someone like, oh, like I like your outfit, but if my intention isn't to love them and to lift them up, me giving them that compliment doesn't matter and the words are essentially meaningless. And here's another example. Like if I see a homeless person on the side of the road with a sign that says, oh, I need help. If I go and I go and bring them food, but I'm not doing this, doing this for the right reasons, if I'm not acting for the right reasons, then what I'm doing means nothing. If I'm bringing them food to do a quote unquote good deed and I'm not bringing them food out of love and wanting to care for them, then I shouldn't even be bringing them food in the first place because I'm doing it for the wrong reasons and I have the wrong intention. Like, here's a real example of this. So in middle school, the middle school I went to, Ladera Ranch Middle School, there was a program called the All-Stars Program. And basically, it was something great to put on your resume, and it was a service organization. And the goal was to serve a specific amount of hours, either 50 for the bronze award, 75 for the silver award, and 100 for the quote-unquote gold All-Star award. And to get these different hours throughout the year, you had to donate cans for for the food bank you had to give pajamas um to homeless kids and you had to bring all of this to school and then people the teachers or whoever was running it whatever figure of administration was running it you would get them to sign your log and every single wednesday there'd be a new all-star service opportunity for people that are in the program to come get hours but let me tell you, Wednesday was also our late start day and we started class at 9.15 a.m. instead of 8.15. So you know I was sleeping until the very last minute. I was running through school trying to like make it to the bins where they were collecting um, pajamas for the homeless before my first period class. And I would always just throw them in the bins, get whoever I needed to to sign my paper and then run out. And now I realize my flaw. I wasn't serving and doing this for the right reasons. I was just doing it for myself to get the award and to get the hours done. And I wasn't serving for the right reasons. My heart wasn't in the right place as I was in this program and as I was I was serving these people. And that is really shitty to realize and to look back on that what I was doing was for the wrong reasons. And I know damn well that those pajamas helped people. And I know that my contributions helped people at the food bank. But I wasn't doing it for the right reasons and I wasn't acting out of love and serving out of love and coming from that place and my intentions weren't set. I think that two of the exact same actions with different intentions have very different effects on whoever you're interacting with or yourself. For example, I tried to get hours in the all-star program just for myself, just to get that award, just to put something else on the resume. But the contrast of that would be to not care what amount of hours I would get. It would only be to serve people, that the hours didn't matter. And I wasn't there for the award, but to actually make a difference and to help people and to make a change. And that action of wanting to make a change and wanting to help people comes from a place of love. If I would have had that action instead of the the selfish action of just wanting the hours and the award, I would have gotten so much more out of the program. I would have connected more with people. I would have taken my time 
and really thought about, okay, what foods do they need at the food pantry? Maybe I can research like what they are low on. Maybe I could call the food bank and see if there's anything um, specifically that I can go out and buy for them. Maybe there's a shortage of pajamas for three-year-olds. And I could have looked that up and I could have bought in pajamas for three-year-olds instead of um, giving my old pajamas from when I was 12. There's very specific little changes that your intentions can make. And those intentions have a rippling effect. And I've learned in life and why this is so important to me. I've learned that when you lead with love and really strive to live a life of love, you will feel so fulfilled. Your life has purpose. Your life has meaning. You get back what you put out because you realize the change that you are making and you are able to connect with people and you are able to learn how to love yourself when you pour out love into others. And in whatever you are doing, you are able to make more of a change and you're able to spread positivity into the world. You're able to become a better listener when you lead with love as you're talking in a different tone of voice as you're reflecting as you're thinking about what you're going to say you learn more about people that you are serving if you go the extra mile and really care to get to know them because you love them and you want to love on them and pour out that love that you have onto them and this is why it's so important to me It's in every single aspect of life with every single person that you meet and that you interact with. You can make such a change just by thinking about love and by acting in a loving way and by talking and speaking with love in mind and how you can love someone. And I mean to really live a life leading in love, that love is the intention that you're setting For everything you say, everything you do, everyone you serve, how you talk to yourself, that that is what's driving you and it's not self-driven. And also, if you're not leading in love, why are you doing some of the things that you're doing? Are you doing these things out of revenge? Are you doing them to get praise like I was doing by just trying to get the reward? Are you doing these things to try to get credit for something? Are you acting out of jealousy? Are you speaking in a way that could potentially hurt someone? That maybe if you're not leading with love, maybe you're doing some things for the wrong reasons. Which then, if you realize you are doing some things for the wrong reasons, that's a check on yourself. That maybe to get the most out of your actions, you need to pause and reflect and think about what you are doing and how you are doing it. Because if you're not doing something for the right reasons, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing it in the first place? If it's not to better yourself or to better others, and I don't mean better yourself by like getting praise or getting credit for something. If it's not to further yourself and to become the best person that you can become or to help others become the best version of themselves, I have to ask you, why are you doing it if it's not coming from a place of love and compassion? And a life without love will bring you down. And and once you start acting with these different intentions that aren't led in love, then these actions and what you're saying and what you're doing, they're not making the impact 
that you think they are because they're not coming from that right place. And a life without love is so lonely. It is so depressing. It is so isolating. And when there's another way to live your life, I find it really hard to believe that you would choose intentionally to take that other path. When you could be in community with others, you could be becoming the best version of yourself and you could really be helping people and seeing the change that you're making and you could be feeling fulfilled. And all that is possible when you learn to live a life of love. There are so many different L words, like live a life of love. So if I get tongue twisted and like glitch and say the wrong thing, please cut me slack. (laughs) Okay, next like segue off of like living a life of love. So I want to talk about society's standards of love. This is something that peeves me. You know when something really just gets you going? This is like it for me. This is like what keeps me up at night. And obviously take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I really think that love and the words I love you specifically in society today are not what the intended meaning of those words are. Like they're not being used in the same way that they used to. And I think that that's an issue because those words are lo- losing their meaning and their significance. And I think those those words are losing their significance because people are using them so much for everything. And that the concept of love is really not prevalent anymore. And who's to say that I don't know the true meaning of love? I mean, I would like to say that I've been in love. But what if my concept of love isn't what love actually is and that there's something greater out there? And obviously each person is still figuring that out for themselves. And by saying like, oh, love you, like maybe they mean it. But a lot of times I've found that it's impossible for these people to say that they love me because they barely know me. Um, My senior class in, I think it was February, February, second semester sometime, I don't know, before May, we played senior assassins where each person, each senior, you pay, it's not school affiliated, but someone organizes it from the senior class and you pay and you get a water gun and every single senior that's in it, in the game, Senior Assassins, is assigned a person and you go and you have to go squirt them with the water gun, not on school property and on your own time, but you have to find out where they live. You need to find out what they're doing, like what sports practice they're gonna have that night and you have to go camp out and shoot them with a water gun And once you shoot them with a water gun, they're out of the game. And the winner at the end, I think they got maybe two grand. That's a lot of, I know it was over one grand. I can't remember if it was two or how close it was to two, but it was a significant amount of money, especially for a bunch of 18 year olds. So everyone was very into this competition, very into this game. And I played it. And obviously the goal of the game is to get your target and the targets reset every week. So you're constantly like analyzing, using that FBI shit, trying to find out like where these people live. Uh, Claire, Olivia and I, we were on it. We were my two best friends and I, we were on it, searching all these people ad- people's addresses, the whole thing. And I remember like I went to go get one of my targets and I went to like get her and I waited for so long and it was with my other friends too and we ended up not getting her and the next day at school she came up to like me and my friend and she was like oh like thank you for not getting me love you and I was so taken aback I was like okay obviously like saying love you is sarcastic in the sense because no one in their right mind would like want to get out of this game there's a lot of money on the line and 
all of us want this money. That's why we signed up and the game is fun, but that's beside the point. Like the money too. Like we like the money, but this person that barely knows me just told me she loves me. Even if it's sarcastic, even if it's not even real, like those words were still spoken. And therefore, because they were spoken and used sarcastically in that sense, that shows me that these words are losing their meaning because I would not tell someone that I love them in this sense. Even if it was sarcastic, like I wouldn't have used those words. I would have just said, oh, wow, like, thanks for not getting me. You know, like there's different words that you could say, but specifically because they said the words love you, it really shows me how insignificant these words are meaning to people. This also happened to me just the other day. Again, I was walking with my friend and I saw someone else like sitting down at a table as I was walking past them and they said hi to me. I went over, went and said, went and said hi to them as my friend that I was walking with was waiting for me to finish talking to them. And then at the end of the conversation with the person that I was saying hi to, they said, love you. And I, without no second thought, said, love you too. Like I just said, love you. And then my friend that I was walking with, they know what I'm talking about, talking about in my podcast this week and that love is one of the subjects. And he said to me, you don't, do you actually love her? You just said, I love you to her. And maybe I didn't say the words, I love you, all three words, and I just said, love you, but it still holds that same meaning. And I looked at him and was like, shit, you're right. Like, I just did it out of habit, just out of obligation. Like, I don't actually love the person I was talking to, but because they said it to me, it made me feel obligated to say it back to them. And just, but like, just because it was said, I shouldn't have to say it back to them. I shouldn't feel obligated to do that. And so now I'm realizing my own fault and my own habit that when someone says the words, I love you to me, I say them back whether I mean them or not. So I'm part of the issue too. I'm part of the society standards of love, just the words, I love you, not meaning and holding as much meaning as they used to, because I have said those words and not actually meant that. So like the whole situation itself about society and love peeves me, like it drives me crazy, but then I'm still just as much a part of the issue but that's something that I'm gonna actively work on is to not say it back if I don't mean it because a lot of the times when it said to me I shouldn't be saying it back because I don't mean it so I really need to work on that and I hope by me acknowledging that I need to work on that maybe whoever's listening to this if they struggle with this as well maybe you didn't realize that you struggled with this that maybe you do say it in the sense that it, it is it doesn't hold the same meaning as it would with someone that you actually care about and going off on another branch of love I kind of want to talk about self-love because that is a part of living a life of love because in order to love others fully you have to be able to love yourself so I want to talk about what self-love looks like to me self-love looks like being comfortable in your own skin and being grateful for all the qualities that you do have and being grateful for all the qualities that you don't have as well. And it's fully embracing who you are as a person and loving that. So it's it's loving who you are as a person and not wanting to change maybe the things that you don't like about yourself. And it's taking the things that maybe you could dislike about yourself and instead loving them and seeing the benefit in them because that is how you are and it's loving every single aspect of yourself like for me one thing that I've learned 
to love about myself is my hair. Um, in middle school, I used to straighten my hair every single day. I would hate my curly hair, but my hair was like frizzy because I didn't know how to style it. I would brush it um, in the mornings and anyone knows that like curly hair, you can't brush or it'll get big and poofy and frizzy. And I would do that because I didn't know no one. I just, I had no idea. And then I started straightening it every single day. So I was really changing who I was and like what my appearance, what my appearance naturally was. And over time, especially in high school, I really learned to embrace that, that curly hair can be so fun. It is so full of life. It has so much movement in it. And that it's really something I love about myself now is having curly hair. And this is like such an insignificant example and like the big picture but to me this this hair and me disliking my hair so much that I changed myself every single day really wasn't me embracing myself and fully loving myself so now like this is just an an example of fully loving yourself and the difference in that as you're learning to love yourself it's looking at these things that you could choose to hate about yourself and choosing to love them and finding ways to love them. And also, like, what does self-love look like in a sense of actions? Um, these are just some that come to my mind. So I think self-love can look like setting boundaries with people, prioritizing yourself in setting these boundaries and taking a step back and stopping yourself and putting these firm boundaries in place to protect yourself because you care about yourself and your well-being. It looks like positive self-talk and not talking down to yourself or diminishing yourself or your abilities or capabilities. And it's being confident in your actions. I think self-love also looks like exercising and taking care of your body and appreciating your body for what it is and really trying to do the best thing for your body. And I'm not saying that this looks like go on a very strict diet, work out four times every day, but this could be like a five minute walk outside. It could be going to the gym. It could be a two minute meditation or deep breathing session. There are so many different ways to take care of your physical body in this way that is that are great forms of self-love. I think another form of self-love is also prioritizing what makes you happy because if you put what makes you happy as a priority in your life, you tell yourself that your interests are important, that your values are important, and that you deserve to have time to do what makes you happy. And by prioritizing what makes you happy, it demonstrates to yourself that what you value is important and should be placed above other things, and that your happiness is and must be a priority in your life. And it demonstrates to yourself that you love yourself, that you care about your happiness and prioritizing that and therefore you're putting yourself as a priority in your life because you're prioritizing what makes you happy and setting aside the time for it and I know life can be super busy so what I do is every single Tuesday um it doesn't matter like what time in the day this happens a lot of times before I wake up and get breakfast now that I mean like the past month I've been doing this before breakfast but I've been reading for 25 minutes Because reading for fun and reading books is something that really makes me happy. So by prioritizing it in my life every single Tuesday and for setting aside, by setting aside that time for 25 minutes, that shows me that my interests are valuable and that what I like is important and should be a priority in my life. 
the last form of self-love I want to talk about is our, is our, wait, I think the last form, wait, wait, the last form of self-love I want to talk about are affirmations. It'd be are. Okay. Affirmations is plural. Are affirmations. I want to talk about affirmations. So one thing that's really held to me, like build my confidence as a person is to write affirmations on a mirror, like, like your bathroom mirror, the mirror that you see every day. Most mirrors aren't affected by like whiteboard markers. So you can use whiteboard markers on your mirrors and it'll come, it'll wipe right off. Um, also like, don't quote me on that. If that wrecks your mirror, I'm so sorry, but I really don't think it will. I'm like, like a nice, like 96% sure, like won't wreck your mirror. But what I did at my mirror at home, I like went eye level to myself. So I would have to look at it. Like I didn't put it below the eyesight. So I like might miss it or above my eyesight. Um, so I could like avoid it and avoid like the confrontation with these words. But on my mirror, I wrote, I'm worthy of the love that I receive. Because for me, I have a hard time accepting love. Because sometimes I think that I'm not worthy of the love that I receive if my actions haven't like, if I don't think my actions have fully measured up to like the worth of the love that I'm receiving, which is like a whole nother topic for another time. But like, that's why my affirmation is that. But the point being, at your eyesight level, in your mirror, write an affirmation for yourself. And you can look at it every single day. And it'll really improve like your self-love because you are telling yourself that like either you are worth it, I am strong, I am funny, I am attracting everything that I deserve in this world. You can write that, I am right where I'm meant to be or I am attracting all the right people into my life. There's so many different things that you can write that can apply to any situation but as you repeat them and as you read it each morning it builds whatever that statement is into you for you to believe it and to implement it in your life. So as you read it it like makes you believe it kind of sets whatever that phrase is inside of you and depending on what you say it can make you love yourself more so you can put like I'm beautiful and then if you read it every day the goal is to actually realize that you are beautiful and that by saying that affirmation and by reading that affirmation you start to believe it and therefore you start to love yourself more and you also don't have to read them you can say them out loud because I know for some people if they hear it out loud they're more like auditory auditory I think that's the word audit I mean I think it's auditory like auditory listeners and learners and like implementers so if saying it out loud also helps you by like listening to your own voice say it that is also another way to do it besides just reading it and going back to the thing where like I was walking with my friend and I saw another friend and I talked to I talked to the friend as the friend I was walking with was waiting for me and like the other friend said, said like, love you, and I said it back. And then my other friend was like, wait, like, do you actually love her? Like, going back to that thing, my other friend said, like, wait, do you love her? Because I asked my close friends at school and my family to give me their definition of love. Because I think it's really hard to put it into words, but I really like words and defining things because I think it makes whatever is being defined more substantial. Like, it's more graspable and I think that once something's defined, it's easier to understand what it is. So I'm just going to read off some definitions that people gave me, and then I will share my own definition of it, and that's how I'm going to close out the episode. Okay, 
This is the first one. Oh, and I forgot to say, these are all going to be anonymous, too, just because I feel like each, like, definition is so personal based on, like, your experiences and stuff, so I'm just not going to say names. So, here we go. First, okay, the first person said, love is feeling so comfortable, connected, and attracted to someone that you can't imagine being with anyone else. Okay, the second person. They said, my definition of love, whether it's platonic or romantic... Love is the act of complete empathy, thoughtfulness, and compassion for another human being. It's the commitment to put their well-being first and to always work towards understanding their mind, actions, and goals while prioritizing infinite trust and mutual respect for one another. Okay, the third definition. Love is a verb that drives or motivates how we treat others with patience, kindness, humility, understanding, gentleness, support, encouragement, selflessness, and respect. To love and be loved is what life is all about. Okay, fourth definition. Love is the one thing that never fails and never ends. I like that. It's very simple and very sweet and says a lot. Okay, fifth definition. Love is the sole purpose of life, to love and to be loved. And the last definition. Love is giving the best of yourself to bring out the best in other people. I think that that definition, I'm going to read it again because that one's so good. Love is giving the best of yourself to bring out the best in another person. I think that that's the definition I kind of resonate with most because my definition was so similar. So my definition of love is fully surrendering yourself to bring out the best in another person and it's caring for them selflessly and without limits so that's what I think about love I think it's very hard to define and as you meet new people and your experiences change with love whether it's like oh yeah romantic or platonic or feel like either way whatever that love may be I think as you meet each new person and experience love in a new different way your definition of it can change so this is my september thursday september 22nd at 4 52 p.m definition of love and i lied i know i said i was going to close it off with the definitions of love but i kind of want to end with some ways to regain love in your life if you feel like you haven't felt love in a long time so here are four different things you can do okay the first one you can connect with a stranger and learn to love someone that you've never met you can go up to someone random and be like hey like how are you introduce yourself and be like I'm good I just like like if they ask you how you're doing you can just say like oh I'm good but I just like wanted to meet someone new today like tell me about yourself I've done that before absolutely life life changing absolutely a girl named Sam doing this in in my hometown at San Juan Capistro and I went up to her at Hidden House Coffee shout out Hidden House Coffee it's so good there but that's like that's where I met her and, and her name was Sam she's the coolest like one of the coolest people I've ever met and like that's one way to regain love in your life because you learn to appreciate the love that you haven't found yet that you can care about someone that you've never met and like once you hear their story once you learn like this care and this love can be like found in anything and not necessarily not necessarily like oh like I'm in love with you I just met you but I mean like by leading your actions 
in love and doing things out of love to care about people to genuinely learn and to genuinely care and to genuinely listen that can be a way to regain love so I'm not saying like oh my gosh Sam I just met you like I'm in love with you I mean like I care to know about other people and so I'm asking her how she's doing and introducing myself to her in acting out of love I really hope that that made sense like the first way I think like what I'm saying like makes sense in my brain but like sometimes it's hard to like get the jumbled thoughts in my brain out into words that make sense in sentences so I really hope that that made sense okay second one think about what you say and be very conscious conscious if what you are saying is out of love and it comes across if it comes across in a loving tone and if what you're saying if what you're saying is going to build people up and to be very conscious of your words okay third way do an act of service for a friend like go buy your friend like something of flowers like go buy them flowers go get them a meal go buy them a meal um if they're struggling with something offer them help you can help them like clean their room you can help them like fold their laundry you can you can do so many different things that's an act of service. You can go drive them somewhere if they need to be driven. You could go pick them something up at the store if they need it. Or, like, you're going to the store and running errands and you ask them, like, hey, do you need anything? Like, there's so many acts of service that are so simple that show you care about people. And serving others is a great way of putting love at, like, the forefront of your life. Because you, if you serve out of love and because you care about them. Okay, last way to regain love in your life is to write down 10 things you love about yourself and I mean like specific things like I love how I notice this deep detail in every single person that I meet or I love how I really strive to do well in school and I study and I put my time in every single day to really do my best and I mean like specific things not like I love how I dress I love my style I mean like really specific characteristics about yourself to call those out and to write those down and put them on paper so that it's tangible and you can see also this week I want to challenge you to think about how would you define love in a sentence and in what ways this week can you make sure that you live a life of love and that was it that was all I had wow this was like really oh my gosh I I said I was going to be keeping these short. Here I am talking for 35 minutes. I knew this was going to happen. I'm a talker. I'm sorry. If you made it through this whole episode, thank you very much for listening. Um, That was a lot. That was a lot of love all at once. I didn't get that tongue tied though. Kind of impressed at myself. Okay. I'm going to close out this episode here. I hope that you have an amazing week an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Perspective Podcast and remember to live a life of love. Bye. I'll see you next week.